1: Hey,
0: everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Diversity in Fellowship podcast. Um, I'm going to start with a disclaimer for the women. We are going to ask you to bear with us today because we are going to talk about sports and diversity.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Kenny. That that in and of itself is a sexist statement.
0: Yes, it is. Because
1: what if there are women out there that absolutely love sports? Well, I'm thinking about like sports, and you're all talking like you know, For real. I mean, I know there are some women who love sports. There are. I know that my wife is not one of them. (laughs) Yes, and so the disclaimer for her is she's probably not going to listen to this episode. Right, but there are. There are women. There who, are women who, right, looks, who very
0: much yes. love to watch sports. My wife is actually one of them. I know. Like, Danny Green. NBA. Right. Danny Green. <laughs> so, Nobody gets yes, joke, but anyway. uh, for those who don't like sports, not just yes. women, yes. just bear with us. Right. You may actually pick up something from this conversation that may be helpful for you in fighting for diversity. Yes. So brother William, um, in last month in January we lost a uh, powerful force in sports. Hank Aaron, the Hammer former Yes. Yes, the former home run king in baseball. He passed away on January twenty second. And yes. that got me to when I thought about his life and kind of um, the things he went through when he was trying to break Babe Ruth's record, and mm-hmm. uh, it just got me to thinking about the role that sports plays in diversity. Right. And so, Brother William. Yes. What What are some of the things that um, sports? is able to do in helping us to break down some of the racial and ethnic barriers that we see in society?
1: Well, I think, I mean, I think one, you see, if you look at this, and this is just primary, I mean, if you just look at the history of uh, our country, history in America, like, you see that sports often kind of led the way yes i mean they were they were kind of the starting point for uh integration right, right. i mean a starting point for hey let's um you know we we need we we want to we want athletes to be able to you know black athletes to be able, or minority athletes to be able to compete in this sport and so and then from there other things began to happen right but but I mean it's it's strange that, but I mean it's odd in one sense, but it does seem that sports were one of the places where um, segregation began to be eliminated, right? You know, it's like we can't continue to do this, and so yes, um, so I think that's one. I mean, I think that's one way in which I mean it's just one kind of role. Is just kind of this starting out point, you know? Yes. Um, well, something else that maybe you would add there.
0: Yeah, I would add like when just. A practical example of this. So you, you think about baseball being segregated up into the 40s when Jackie Robinson is the, the first African-American baseball player uh, that enters the league. And sure enough, he receives a, a whole lot of hate. Yes. But as they see him perform and as they get to know him, mm-hmm. they they start to protect him. Yeah. Like they start to to realize that um, this black man is not inferior mm-hmm. to us and that he deserves a certain amount of respect. Right. Right. And so they don't want him to be mistreated by other teams. They Mm. don't want him to be mistreated when they go to hotels and restaurants. Right. And then you have the fans who are part of the larger society as they see him perform and as they see how he carries themselves, then they become more open to the idea of Mm. integration in larger society. Now, that takes a while for that to happen, but sports in a lot of in a, in a lot of cases, it ends up speeding up the process when mm. it comes to um, breaking down those
1: barriers in the larger society. Right. Right. And, and I mean, I think in one sense, what you're saying, too, is that like for Jackie Robinson in particular, like he kind of broke down some of the stereotypes. Yeah. You know, and so that was helpful because he was such a public fig- figure. Yes. You know, people are watching him. Uh, play baseball and watching him in the limelight I mean watching him you know all these different things it's like there was a there was a way in which he could break down some of those stereotypes that was that happened quicker than even even others in society yes who were trying to do some of the same things that he was doing and yet because of the popularity of baseball right <laughs> which sounds crazy but I mean yeah. because of the popularity of baseball he had it's almost like he had the nation's ear and the nation's eye. Where so many others maybe didn't, it's maybe overstating that. But right. But there, but there was, there were ways in which he could influence um, race relations in the country that maybe others couldn't. Maybe that's the right way to say. Yeah. it, that, that others just didn't have the ear of uh, certain uh, segments of society. So I, I do think there's, yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, there's something else you might say, and and this is something that I've learned even in. Even in my life, and in, in having a uh, you know African American child and and raising him in a community that's diverse, yes, um, you know one of the spaces in our community that is diverse is sports. Yes. And so getting to know other black parents who are raising kids like I'm raising kids. Right. I mean, one of the easiest ways to do that was to sign Isaiah up for soccer or sign Isaiah up for upward basketball. Yes. uh, You know, this this past year he played basketball for the uh, local school for the seventh grader. He was on the seventh grade team. And so what's so interesting is in that gym... Right. Yes. It there I mean it's we are all in there together, right? We're right. all pulling for the Bulldogs. We are all right. We are all in there together. And so I think it was a it was kind of a point of contact for 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 um for parents and for individuals to kind of say, Hey, here here's something we can kind of come together on is some maybe some common ground here. where we all support, we're supporting um supporting the team, supporting the basketball team. We have we're parents, we have kids playing on the team. Uh and so I think that was That was helpful for me. I mean, it was kind of a way to find some common ground. Uh, Because I know, I think probably maybe even some of our listeners would say, I don't have any friends. I don't have very few friendships with people of a different color than me. Or uh, people who look different than me or whatever. How do I even get started? Right. I'm not saying like... you necessarily you sign up your kids for sports (laughs) just just to do (laughs) just for that purpose but it is a good kind of byproduct of you know getting your kids involved in I mean you could say activities you know right but sports in particular yes because there is a I mean there is a draw there for there's a popularity of sports in our society that's right and uh and so it's a it kind of breaks down that wall and so kind of becomes a place of hey this is you know this is uh, it's a non threatening place yeah, too right good. we're all mm-hmm. we're
0: all just here to have some fun and, and, well, and play no. some whoa, 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 well are not about having to fun rain. we got to destroy the other team right there's a <laughs> I mean, you're way too competitive way, with way,
1: this man you <laughs> soccer yes. destroy the other team that's right yes <laughs> we're not even learn fundamentals you got to destroy no. the other team oh man we want to win 17 to nothing in <laughs> soccer um yes yes I, but i do th- i do think there is a yeah that can be good so that, that kind of leads us to this next question, which I, I think is, I want to be careful how we ask it, but are there lessons, maybe what are the lessons that the church could kind of see from sports and see, I mean, what are some lessons that maybe we could learn? Again, not that we want to be careful, we're not elevating sports as... as right, the, right. But, but it does seem, if you ask the question, where are the most um, kind of integrated spaces... And, and I'll just use, you know, our community in Sykeston, where are the most integrated spaces? Often it is around a sporting event. Yes, I yes. That, is that not a true statement? That is a very true statement. So, yeah. What you know, what could churches, how could churches try to look at that? Is there Are there things that we could learn? Are there ways that we could, um, I mean, obviously we're not looking to sports to teach us theology or teach us, you know, those types of things, but we, right. were, but we, but we can learn just some, maybe some practical type things. And so what are maybe some, some of those lessons that we can learn there?
0: Yeah, I would say, you know, we talk a lot about um, leading with grace, yeah, right? leading with grace with one another, giving each other the benefit of the doubt uh, overlooking offense and things uh, of that nature um, sports, because you are, um, out for one goal mm-hmm. with a group of people who are, who are like-minded mm-hmm. uh, that you end up forming bonds with that you end yep. up loving. Uh, they seem to do a, a better job within their teams of leading with grace with one another. Um, mm. There's an example of this past summer uh, with the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had to um, go into the bubble because of the pandemic, right? right to finish their season. And with all the things going on with um, justice issues with uh, George Floyd and with mm-hmm. Ahmaud Arbery and Breonna Taylor and all those things, um, the basketball players wanted to um, make justice, you know, bring it to the forefront. Right. Um, and so kneeling for the anthem was one expression of mm-hmm. that. But there was a team, the Miami Heat, who, who um, most of the players said they were going to kneel for the anthem. But there was one guy on the team – Whose brother was a soldier and Mm -hmm. he did not feel comfortable kneeling for the anthem. Mm -hmm. And those that did kneel were like, we understand. Right. Like, (laughs) (laughs) It was odd that you know a basketball team could be like, "Hey, we understand," and he can be like, "Hey, I understand your point of view, and and you understand our point of view, mm, and that's crazy. we can that still is, be that's cra- together." That right there, crazy talk, in right? America. We can still love each other. No, 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 no. Even we though have we have the hold, same point of view, <laughs> right? If we're gonna if we're gonna listen to one. But you another. think about how that plays out in the church, though, right? Right. Like you know, in the church, we it it seems like it's harder for us to to lead with grace with one another see they knew that they loved each other right right that they that they had this bond together and they didn't allow what that that expression of mm. a protest to get in the way of what they were trying to do right right or, or their love for one another mm. and, but in many times that will divide A church. Yeah. Like, even though we should have a a greater love for one another based upon Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Right. um, Many times we allow those um, secondary, not even secondary, way down the line things to get in the way of our fellowship and our love for one another. What else would you say we
1: can learn as the church from one another? Well, I think, I mean, kind of what, just kind of building on what you were saying, I mean, there is this. You know, part part of what those players were doing is saying, "We are the Miami Heat. Yes, we are a basketball team. We we've come in this together. We're gonna we're gonna win together. We're gonna lose together. We're gonna fight together." Right. I mean, and and I get it. Like, I mean, some people could be that's so silly and arbitrary, but it it was unifying. Yes. Well, I mean, so they've kind of found this common ground, and even though they had different points and different differences or whatever, like they still could focus on that common ground. Right. I think I think the church again, it's that. We have to understand that the common ground that we have as believers in Christ, which is Jesus yes. and the fact that he's forgiven us all of our sins, Amen. right? And, there, you know, it's, uh, it's not as if, uh, you know, black people need more forgiveness than white people or yes. white people need more forgiveness. No, we all need forgiveness for our sins. Amen. Jesus has given us that. At, at, and so we are all in this together. We yes. have this common ground in Christ, which, as you said, right, should hold us together Far greater than the than a than the than the unity on a basketball team. Right, right. I mean, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're we're followers of Christ. Yeah, uh, we're God's people. We're the church Amen. with the with the capital C, Preach, you know, I brother. Mean, like we, and so I, I think there's a yeah. I mean, I think there's a real. Um, I mean, one thing I would add to that too that that's very interesting. Like, I'm a I'm a Tennessee fan. Yes. Go balls, right? You had to get and that so, end, so, in, and you. I got to get it in. I'm probably going to talk about it more. <laughs> but like, what's weird is like, I'll like, there's not a whole lot of Tennessee fans in Sykeson. Yes, you know, we're in Missouri. But like, the, yesterday I was, or no, the other day I was out eating with my wife, and we go out into the parking lot, and this truck drives by, and they have this huge, obnoxious orange tea. <laughs> I mean, it was huge. You know, Tennessee tea. I knew it was Tennessee tea, and I immediately, I'm like. I love that guy. Yeah. Right? I mean this this guy right. you know, and it was almost like I need to be, I need to calm it down here and get a little careful. <laughs> but it was almost like other things don't matter because yes. me and this guy, we share this Tennessee
0: Right. Right. We share this bond, if, man.
1: If if he stopped his truck and rolled down his window, I'd be like, Go vols, right? You know? Yes. And so what's weird though is that sometimes we can't do that in the church. That is very weird. I mean, like, why can't I go to a church, a minority church, that yes. doesn't look like me, and yet look around and feel comfortable and say, these are my people. Yes. Right? These are my people. Right. But that's not always the case. That's not always the case. Right? right? I mean, I can go to Neyland Stadium and sit with, well, now it's not very many because <laughs> of the pandemic. But, right. But, you know, I mean, sit with hundreds, 100,000 people and be like, these are my people. Yes. Right? We're here. We found this common thing. And so I think now granted there's all kinds of other issues as far as why that's difficult and why right. that's hard but but I think there is a lesson of just recognizing just like I saw that sticker or saw that thing and thought yes go volve, right right we should be able to see brothers and sisters in Christ and be like man that is a that's a that's my brother yes i mean that is i love this man yes. right cuz he's following jesus and You know, he doesn't have any everything figured out, just like I don't have everything figured out, you know, Mm -hmm. and he's got his preferences. So anyway, so I I think those are all kind of this kind of finding this common ground, really latching onto that. What else? What what else would you add to continue to kinda think through? What are some maybe some lessons or practical pointers that we could learn from sports?
0: I think from sports what we can learn is that we we need to really take serious the impact that sin and especially the sin of racism the impact that it has on people who experience it. Mm. And, and when I think about the, the experience of Hank Aaron, he's trying to break a uh, Ruth's record and he receives over 900,000 letters That's in crazy. one year from the post office. Like the post office even gives him like a trophy because he, he receives <laughs> so, uh, so much crazy yeah, about a mail. mail.
1: So awesome. he
0: receives 900,000 and like two thirds of them, are mm-hmm. positive. They're yeah. like, Hey, go, go Hank Aaron. Right. we are we support you. But a third of them are death threats and racist. And so they have to hire a person to go th- to sort through the mail so that, mm. uh, you know, he doesn't get right. You know, something yeah. that Try he to, shouldn't yeah, be sure getting right? that's serious that they'd actually right. deal with. Right. Right. And so, but when, when, when they were interviewing Hank Aaron later in life, it was like, he kept, the negative letters. Okay. He kept the negative letters. They were interviewing him like forty years later in 2014. And he said he kept those letters to remind himself that while we have come so far, we still have a long way to mm. go. Yeah. And so while the majority of those letters had uh were positive, yep. the ones that were negative had a bigger impact on him yes. as as a person. Yeah. And when we think about sin, like we, too many times we rush to, well, Jesus has forgiven me of my sin. And, and that's glorious and that's great and mm-hmm. hallelujah, praise God. right? But we don't really sit with the impact that that sin actually has mm-hmm. on the people that it was committed against or right. even... How serious that sin was that Jesus had to die on the cross right. for that sin, right? Them. We, we try to down like right. our, our when we talk about racism in our country, it's like well we're we're beyond that, like we're right. let's hurry up and get past that. We we have good stuff and all that, and, and that's well and good, but we need to sit with that impact. Like like mm. those racist things, they have a a huge impact. Th- those negative things in life, they have a huge impact right. on on people who experience it. So. So when you look at a, a black brother or sister and they they still are dealing with kind of the trust issues and the consequences mm. yeah. uh, of of racism, your response shouldn't be, "Well, you need to get over it because yeah, just, we we've got yeah. over it." Your response needs to be, "Hey, brother, I'm, I am, I am sorry this has happened to you, right. sister. I empathize with you, mm. and, and just really." Um, Not try to rush beyond, you know, the
1: impact that that sin has had on these individuals. Right. I mean, I like, to try to help our listeners kind of make make sense of this. So, like, let's say in your lifetime you've had thousands and thousands and thousands thousands of white people who have been nice to you, courteous to you, right, right, respected you, loved you, all these different things. Right. But probably at some point you've had a handful of white people— be racist yes i mean there's no other term for it. overtly racist overtly racist you know and so like i think the expectation at times is yeah but kenny you shouldn't vote you shouldn't you should just forget about those i mean what was it three four five right even you say 10 20 yes you've had 20 20 people be racist toward you but you've had thousands and thousands and thousands of other people, right? Other white people who have been gracious to you. So you shouldn't even think about. But that's not how that works. It's is not it? how it works,
0: and that's not how it works in in a that's lot of people, right. right in a
1: lot of areas of our
0: lives. Like you mm-hmm. have a car one car accident. Yes. Well, you start to drive. You're a little more careful because of that one car accident. That's after right. maybe dozens of, of right. or decades of driving, mm-hmm. you start to be a little more careful, and right. so. The negative tends to outweigh uh, the positive or the neutral. And so we have to be more understanding of that instead of trying to get people to uh, just rush past it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Now, you don't want people just to linger in bitterness and and hatred uh, because of what's happening to them, Mm -hmm. but... But if they are uh, traumatized, if they if they are really struggling with things that have happened to them in the past, they then, then we have to be understanding that, mm. hey, that racism really did have a, a, a stronger impact on them mm.
1: um, than good. the other events. What else, brother? Well, I think, uh, you know, one that you and I have talked about is um, kind of the. And this this may actually be a um, a negative lesson yes. from sports, yes. right? Because now, when you look at you, you, especially when you look at professional athletes, I mean the uh, the sports that I follow, football, right, basketball, um, baseball is maybe not as much, but you know, there's there's. Especially basketball. I mean, there's a vast majority of minority athletes. Absolutely. Right? I mean, yeah, uh, ain't too many white guys making it in the NBA these no, days, right? They no. do. They do. They still Every exist. Every once in a while, right? Yeah. They still exist, right? But it's it's a it's a vast majority of um, black athletes. Probably true in the NFL. I mean, and and it's not as um, I mean, not there's not as much. Um, it's not as primarily black in the NFL, right? There's, yes. There's a different a ratio there, but like. What's interesting is this struggle that continues to happen within like coaching. Yeah. So I think you pulled up what was the numbers you pulled up? We tried to find what was the yeah, there's NFL like coaches?
0: Uh, there's like three African American coaches in
1: the NFL and right. one um, Hispanic coach right in the NFL right. So there's it's almost like yes, we we want minorities to play. We want minorities to participate but we're not quite ready to give minorities yes the keys to the kingdom right no, we're, no, we're not no. quite ready to let them be the coaches and and so I, I i know there's been efforts to i mean you hear you actually hear uh, people talking about the efforts that have been made to try to remedy that you know yeah. and, and 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 there's all kinds of factors right i mean you want to yes. just hire a guy to be your coach just because he's, he's black just because right? he's black right he's not very good <laughs> he doesn't know the game you know i mean you yeah. can't do that but it's hard it is hard to, th- to look at how many, you know, um, I mean, really, if you just look at even, even, I mean, a lot of coaches are former players. Yes. You know, and so now you look at, I mean, this plethora of former African American athletes who have played in the NFL. Right. And like none of them want to be coaches, yeah. or none of them are making it. You know, I mean, it's, it, there is still this kind of like what you know what is happening in that, and so. I think that's just an interesting point, point. and the reason why I think it's help or it's at least um, relevant relevant for yeah. the church is because sometimes you see that same struggle with local churches. Yeah, we we want African American, we want minorities to be a part of our local churches. We might even want them to be on stage. Yeah, we can get them on stage. We you know we we want them to participate. We might even want to get them on staff. If right, we can get them on staff. Are we ready for them to be the lead pastor? Yeah, huh. You know, are we are we ready for them to be the leader of the denomination? Are we right. ready for them to take leadership roles? And I and again, I don't I don't think that's because there are white people in churches saying, "I don't want a black pastor." I right. Ju- I just think that there is still this kind of it's kind of those that lingering impact of yes. of, of of racism. Yeah, that it just kind of is still around and um and so. It's a hard one, right? We've got to think through how how do we do that, better? right? You know, how do we how do we, um, do that? What what's that been like for you, right? Because yeah, that was a big deal for us during the merge, right? Because you know we uh, even with talking with you know with brothers we that loved us and was kind of you know trying to give us some advice. I mean, one of the things that they were kind of advised us on was is one of us has to be the right, right. senior yeah. pastor and uh-huh. the other can be like the other one, and yeah. we fought against that. In part, I think because of this reason yeah yeah because we knew however this played out this was going to look absolutely it was going to look a certain way yeah
0: if it didn't if we didn't mm-hmm. try to intentionally reflect mm. um that yeah. hey we're equals that's and, right and that we do have uh <laughs> like we didn't take a, a a lee black pastor away and then demote him <laughs> right yes yeah right uh so I, I think two things um, regarding our situation that even may be helpful in in sports. It's going to take some humility from the people in charge. Mm. Like for you, yeah. I mean, I, I you you are humble enough to say, "Hey, we, am I'm, I'm not going to." Um, try to be the the lead pastor right i'm I'm going to have to give up something Mm -hmm. like and we both had to give up something yeah but you were willing to give up something in order to Mm. welcome us right into the fold and so um i think and then that's what it's going to take uh in sports is like people have to be humble enough and and see the value right Mm. in saying that I can give this leadership position, this top position, right? Because yeah, right. it's not just coaches; it's like general managers and executives yeah, yeah. too. Same mm-hmm. problem mm-hmm. is like they they have value. Is value in me putting this person mm. in this position, right? Like, and the value is not necessarily in the color of their skin, but they mm. do have some experiences as a person of color. Yes, that. Will Somebody help. else mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. doesn't have and it, right. it, it will help them relate to the players. Mm-hmm. It will help them the, the, the way they think may be different. yep. And so there will be some benefits for that. One thing I uh, also believe that 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 helps mm-hmm. is that um, the opportunity to um, the opportunity to kind of grow in the role, Mm, yes. So so you have way more pastoral experience than I do. Right. And right. And training and things. You, of that yeah, nature. that's right. Years right. wise. Right. Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so we have to start to not look at the qualifications in the same way mm. um, across the board. Right. Like, is it necessary for someone to have been a offensive coordinator to be an NFL coach? Or is it necessary for someone to have played quarterback in order right. to be an offensive coordinator? Right. Right. Cause I mean, a lot of those, that's how it kind of the, the tree goes, right? Yes, that is <laughs> like, true. Yes, like, like Offensive coordinators were quarterbacks and, mm-hmm. and, and coach, a lot of the coaches were former offensive coordinators. That's right. And so do you have to have a certain resume yeah, right. in order to be a mm-hmm. coach uh, do you have to have a certain pedigree in order right. to to lead this organization right right and so I think there needs to be um some grace shown and allow people to grow in roles not saying that they are dis Not saying that they're just not qualified, right? Right, right. Right, Because I, I, in no way am I saying that I wasn't qualified for that's right right. (laughs) to be a pastor of a church. Random guy, right? Yeah, we just grow into this role, right? (laughs) right. Like, no, we're not saying that. What we're saying is, is that a lot of the qualifications that we have are not necessarily (laughs) Hmm. uh, the qualifications that are required to do the job. Yeah, right. We we have just been program to think that this is what mm-hmm. is needed but it's not necessarily what's needed yeah good yeah
1: well anything else you want to add or if you do you gotta make it quick right? yeah, yeah, yeah. A re- of quick re- ones, real quick yeah. real quick
0: so one thing the church could learn is that a lot of churches want to be diverse, but they don't want to be intentional about reaching different communities. Mm. And so what we can learn from sports is, and, and and particularly Major League Baseball, they have a program called the RBI program, and that's Reviving Baseball in Inner Cities. Mm-hmm. They realize that the, the amount of African-Americans in baseball is, is declining, and so they intentionally create a program for inner cities to, so that they, they can reach African-American Athletes, yes, and so the church needs to be more intentional. You can't just say, "Well, I I want black people to show up, or I want yeah. I want That's white right. people to show up, or mm-hmm. or Hispanic people to show up." You actually have to invest in those yeah. people. That's right. Um, uh, uh, just another thing is real quick is that we we need to learn how to fight for justice in a way that is constructive and clear. Mm. And so, a lot of times, athletes athletes can. Um, can can fight for for justice in a way that is not constructive and not clear yeah they can say things that will alienate people further or it's not clear what they are trying to accomplish and and so but but there are some other leagues like the nba that do a really good job of being constructive and clear and so what we want to make sure is that as the church we are being both constructive and clear as we fight for justice Good,
1: good stuff. Yeah, quick on those last two, but hopefully, yeah. hopefully that was helpful. Uh, what what's our uh, what's our diversity and res- our diversity resource for this week, brother?
0: Diversity resource for this week: two great movies. Uh, one is Glory Road about the uh, Texas Western college basketball team, starting five all African American first starting five that's all African American that won uh, the NCAA championship, and the movie Forty Two, the Jackie Robinson movie. Wait, Great can movie. I can I just note yes. who
1: who did they who did the uh basketball team defeat?
0: <laughs> A Tennessee fan. Who? Wanna hear that Kentucky but got beat.
1: Kentucky went down. Yeah, Kentucky they went down. Went yeah. down. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like yes. that. <laughs>
0: Sorry,
1: what was the other one? Forty
0: two. Uh Jackie Robinson movie. Uh really good movie. Just kind of shows his journey um entering baseball and, and uh performing in baseball. So good stuff. All right. Crazy question.
1: Hey, look, I was queuing it up. Come on, look. Doo, 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 doo. Look at that. He was ready for it this time. Trying to get ready for the crazy question for today. Uh, so our crazy question uh, this week, brother, is, in keeping with sports, right? Yes. What sporting event would be like your number one, I want to go, this is kind of the highlight, this is, know, this is the sporting event, I want to Make yes. it to. This is actually on my bucket list. Okay. Um, being a Michigan
0: fan, Michigan football Michigan, fan, Yes. I want to see the Michigan Ohio State game, uh, but yes. it has to be in the big house. I don't want to see it in the yeah. horseshoe. Okay. okay. I want to see it in the big house.
1: Michigan Ohio right. State in the big house. Right.
0: 110,000. That'd be nice people Ohio Around State me, would win. so probably it won't three be anytime soon. Probably three touchdowns. Right. I'm gonna give them three touchdowns. <laughs> I want Michigan to be good, actually, before I go. So <laughs> well, you're gonna have to wait. Yeah, it's gonna I'm not gonna years. go if they're sorry because I don't right. want to see them get destroyed.
1: But that's right. See, like yes. I was gonna answer this question by saying, you know, possibly going to see the third Saturday in October, right? UT yeah. play Alabama, but I'm gonna have to probably wait like 25 years. <laughs> Before the games actually I think Saban competitive, has to retire. Right? He definitely got to retire. Yes, right. Definitely has to retire. But no, I think what I would say, I think, I think I would say, if I could see anything, I would like to see the um, the the final four. Oh yeah, I would. I would love to yeah. go to the final four. I don't know. I mean, I, obviously, I just love to see the national championship game. But but to see like the semifinals and then see the finals and yeah, be at the final man. four and and do that whole thing, I I think. Uh, I mean, I think March Madness is the greatest sporting event. Right. That I mean, I don't. Yeah. There's not any sporting event that I enjoy more. So, now granted, some of the reason why I enjoy it is because it's long and there's upsets and the early yes, rounds yes. and stuff. But still, to be able to see the final four would be great. So good stuff. Good sports. Stuff. Maybe you know, I felt like we might have some more ideas. Maybe we'll get to come back and talk about sports again. Yes. Sometime because. Kenny and I both like talking about sports maybe a little too much. But uh, but anyway, I hope that's been helpful for you and hope you uh, learned a little bit more about diversity and uh, how to fight for that. And so we'll catch you guys next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to fellowship at gmail.com. That's fellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear
0: from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.